0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast here at Union Grove Lumber Studios. To know more about the Shed Geek Podcast, visit us at shedgeek.com. And for all your lumber needs, call one of the team members at 704-539-5506 or visit us online at uniongrovelumber.com. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast, and uh, special guest with me here today, Nick. You want to introduce yourself and uh, tell the audience a little bit about who you are, maybe what you do?
1: Yeah, so I'm the I'm Nick Bishop. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer of Shed Genius. Um, we are a full service uh, marketing agency in the shed industry, um, shed focused. Uh, where we are a little bit different is that we also. Um, we're kind of a virtual dealer as well. So with some of our clients, we we take we kind of take the, the keys to the car where we, we handle the Facebook, the website, and then we also handle sales for our clients as well. Um, but we also do traditional, anything else you need. Um, if you need a Google campaign, social media help, website, um, we can kind of do it all. If you need an interior designer for a she shed, I'm sure we'll <laughs> figure out how to make it work.
0: Very nice. I may be looking for yeah. an interior designer soon. <laughs> um i have a a shed in the back of my yard that i want to turn into the studio space and it's just sitting there um undone so
1: yeah I, I think i think we're we're pretty resourceful bunch and i think if if we can just be a resource for whatever you need i, I mean yep. yeah
0: well i love the name shed genius yeah. uh just rolls off the tongue it's really cool uh, marketing is obviously i've been getting just uh inundated with mm-hmm. uh marketing here lately either folks have been reaching out to or just uh folks that have found me through wanting to offer that service and get in front of people marketing so uh elusive now isn't it like Definitely, you know what like i'm assuming you've worked in marketing for a while
1: yeah so i i started uh i I've, I've i'm i'm not really i haven't been in the shed industry very long i'm only last about 10 months um but before that i was i was kind of ran the whole gamut of marketing um started out in uh, higher education I uh, was a graphic designer at a community college um, and then I uh, worked in the car business for a little bit as a graphic designer marketer um, and then from there I worked in ad agencies with, with small big clients um, and then the nonprofit world doing economic development marketing um, so I mean I've, I've had clients that range from HVAC companies all the way up to billion dollar publicly traded aviation companies.
0: Wow yeah very cool very nice so uh, what drew you to marketing? What What kind of like? just made that happen did you wake up and say i want to be a marketing professional
1: yeah so i've always um like graphic design is more my like the the passion that started it all yeah um i've always been drawn to like logos and colors and how shapes interact with each other and and kind of what draws your eye to things um but but even kind of more marketing um i've always loved advertising um i feel like i just kind of have like an an edetic memory for for ads i remember ads when i was a kid like old sears ads or or things like that little what's what's one
0: of the oldest ads you remember
1: Uh, the it actually became really popular on like tiktok earlier this year um it's a sears ad about it's a couple they're in their kitchen and their uh, air conditioner went out and um (laughs) <laughs> like, the wife is like, oh, what's, what's the weather supposed to be like today? And the husband's like, oh, it's another Scorcher. And it just kind of goes from there. You guys should really
0: look it up. It's, you know what I remember? I remember I'm stuck on Band-Aid. Yeah. band Aid stuck exactly. on me. Exactly.
1: Like Stanley Steamer, like those St- kinds of yeah. Um I just always loved it. Um, I was kind of like that kid that I sat in front of the TV, and my brothers and sisters would be like, I just want the commercials to be over, and I would actually just want more. Yeah. Um, I was super weird when it came you're to like, stuff like You're
0: that. like watching the super bowl commercials mm. and then like leaving during the game
1: yeah that's 100 percent. yeah <laughs>
0: well, how, What like what's up with liberty have you caught that jingle The liberty liberty yeah, liberty liberty, yeah. liberty liberty i'm like come it's, on guys it's,
1: it's <laughs> just top of mind awareness they just, and, it, and it works yep, it so the, works they want to be the first thing you think of when you think of insurance insurance
0: yeah no that's very cool man i like the story uh so how do you get to know the shed industry you're 10 months in and you're like hey I want to jump into marketing with the yeah. uh, shed industry. Cause I mean, there's a need in, yeah. this, in this industry.
1: So I, I mean, back in, in January, February, I was just kind of on my path. You know, we were, I was working for a nonprofit in Wichita, Kansas. Um, we did economic development. So we tried to lure or not lure market the, yeah. the community <laughs> um, that it made it attract, it showed all the attractive things that businesses would, would find appealing. Um, and I was just kind of on that path and keeping going and, um, I received a, a Facebook message from a, an old friend, um, named Phil Carcellari. Um, he owns newfound rentals. Um, and he, he had a, a client who needed some, some marketing.
0: Let me, let me see if I can find this. Wait a minute. Say, uh, newfound again. Newfound. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's what we needed to do. <laughs> no, go ahead.
1: Uh, um, and he had a client who needed some marketing needs that they, they, they were working with an agency and, uh, he was kind of wanting to simplify things and, and so we, we had an introductory call and I was like, yeah, I think this is something we could do. And then that kind of took off to us having more of an expanded role where we, we took over their, their entire social media, their, their website. And then we even we started doing their digital sales. Um, and that's when that kind of started taking off we're like, well, you know, maybe we kind of have something here. So we picked up another client and another. Um, and then before we knew it, you know, we, we, we had a full fledged business um, and then when we, we, we put our first ad in the, the shed builder magazine and it's kind of just taken off from there
0: it goes it just all the snowballs after yeah, that yeah well i i think that's a, a testimony to the fact that we have a, a need in this industry for uh marketing people want to work with folks in marketing that they mm-hmm. can trust i've interviewed tons of marketers lately which is cool so i'm learning a lot too um it, it's again it's so elusive that like marketing seems to kind of be hard to 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 pin to the wall right it's like jello you know like what is marketing uh what's the famous quote you know like half of your marketing dollars work nobody knows what half exactly Uh, yeah trying to measure what you're doing in marketing Mm -hmm. is such an important thing like is it getting reach or
1: yeah something in my my career i really specialized in is branding Um, and I think a lot of people think of of branding as just like a logo and a name and maybe some colors and, you know, how that all works together on a website and a brochure. And what branding really is, is a promise. And it's what a business is promising to its clients. And so even like how your sales staff interacts with your customers is your brand. That's your marketing. Yeah. Um, and how do you how do you get an ROI on that? I don't know, but we, we believe that that having the best customer interaction is, is really it's best for the, our brands, best for our clients, best for their businesses.
0: No, I I, th- I think that's great. So uh, so what do you anticipate the marketing looks like for the shed industry over the next five years or ten years? There's, we're seeing so much with e-commerce, obviously, um, and and how do you separate the branding from from the marketing? Uh, obviously you got companies that are coming and looking for design mm-hmm. that that's cool but how do you focus on specifically the the e-commerce side the e-commerce can you rephrase that one more time well just kind of uh, i guess the thought that i'm trying to go for is like um if, if you're how are companies going to market their self mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like uh, e-commerce wise um i stop at a lot of lots across the country and mm-hmm. really it's just in in my head it's like Maybe no signs are out there or whatever, but when you talk to people, some will say, "Yeah, I throw signs all over, people know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm on this high traffic count road, and then I have other people that are like, yeah, "I don't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. I reach tons of people by marketing online
1: yeah i I think I think the way that and we've we've seen success is is a, is casting a broad net to, to mm-hmm. grow trust. Um, cause I think as we, as the shed industry kind of goes from lots to more, maybe digital yeah. is having that trust. Um, because you know, in, in previously and even a lot now you go to a lot and you talk to a sales professional and there's kind of like you can build that trust really quickly. But if you just kind of see an ad on Facebook, you really don't know what business is behind that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we do a combination of, of Facebook, Google, um, but then we also focus really hard on our Google profiles for our clients and reviews because we think building that trust is is the backbone of the marketing for each client. Um, because if they don't trust us, they're not going to talk to us. Yeah. And so, what we've what we've really focused on is getting that that trust established as quick as possible. So having a, a very established visual brand, um, but also word of mouth and spreading that as much as we can. Um, reviews are something that we push really really hard. Why are,
0: views, why, why are reviews so so like uh, important in the process? Here is an exercise for you to try. Open your Google Chrome browser. In the top right-hand corner, click on the three little dots, also known as the ellipses. Click on the third option titled New Incognito Window. In the search bar, type the words "sheds for Sale in Lexington or insert a city name where you live. After the paid listings, You begin to see the organically indexed websites that customers will also see. You will find ShedHub.com as a first-page listing on a majority of searches in the U.S. You will find ShedHub.com as a first-page listing on a majority of U.S. cities searched in the U.S. All you need to do now is sign up and list your sheds for customers to shop for. Sell more sheds with ShedHub.com.
1: I think there's a few ways that they are really important. One, um, people trust people and they don't necessarily trust businesses. Um, Mm -hmm. and so if, if you see a review from Sally just down the street, even if you don't know who Sally is, you trust that over, you know, XYZ business saying we're great. We do great work. We have great quality. Um, but if Sally is saying these guys were fantastic, they delivered my shed. The quality was off the, off the charts. They didn't damage my yard when they delivered it. Um, there's that, that trust that you're going to believe um, rather than if, if the company said it themselves. Like your
0: statement, people trust people, not mm-hmm. business. Uh, I think it's very accurate.
1: And another thing too is Google with, with their algorithm and SEO and everything else, if you have reviews, you're going to kind of be put towards the top. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a, you know, foolproof thing, but um, if you have reviews and you have a well-built out Google profile and you have SEO through your website, it all works together in, in cohesion and, um, And so it's, that's another way, but I think mostly that people trust people and not
0: businesses. Yeah. I think, you know, even in the shed industry, uh, I have sold to the shed industry, still sell, Mm -hmm. uh, different products or services to the shed industry. We're one of the hardest sales, uh, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you, very skeptical, very conservative. And I
1: I saw it firsthand myself, you know, we, (laughs) we had that ad in the shed builder magazine. And then if it was probably about a month, two months later in the, the shed sales group, um, People were very skeptical and before I could kind of jump in there and, and you know, they were, I wouldn't say they were tearing us apart, but they were very skeptical of what we were doing. Um, but I think as soon as I could put a face to the business and I could explain who we are, what we do and that we're not, you know, competing with, with our own companies across or within the same state lines. And we're not using boilerplate copy and and content across each client. You know, that branding is really important to us and our clients. And, um,
0: no, I think um, I think that's just we're we're all consumers by you know by nature we're going to be we're going to go and, and consume just like anybody else. Um, you don't really get out of your headspace whenever it comes to selling, whenever you're becoming a consumer because it's it's almost kind of like you, you you think well I'm viewing the same tactics or the same sales processes that someone else is using. Um, a good example is um, follow up. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about follow-up with the customer. I I know companies that say, you know, I'll call them, I'll follow up once. I'm not going to bug them. I'm not going to drive them crazy. Uh, I know some people who say I get the majority of my sales by doing six or seven different follow-up calls. Mm. Um, And and people say, well, don't you feel like you're bothering them? And some people say, no, I'm just appreciative that they were consistent to actually continue to reach out to me. So everybody's different. I mean, and you're not going to sell to everyone anyway. You know, so, uh, and, and you don't want to create an echo chamber where you're only selling to people that, uh, are like you mm-hmm. and you only buy from people that are like you, you don't expand.
1: Yeah. Something, something I've come to love is, is like a handwritten note. Mm. Um, so I, I'm from Kansas. I'm not a big K state football fan, but you know, growing up, you always heard about Bill Snyder writing, uh, a thank you note or a thank you card to the opposing team's head coach afterwards. And that's something that has always stuck with me. Um, and that's something I always try to do is after I meet with somebody, um, even if it's a quick interaction, I always try to send a thank you card just because I think it means something a little bit more than yeah. just an email, a phone call, something like that.
0: I've tried to do that with like guests on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've gotten so busy. I've gotten terrible about follow-up, <laughs> on that. 100%. but I always try to, uh, you know, write a thank you note that says, mm-hmm. uh, and I appreciate you coming on the show and that you would share your uh, expertise and, and stories, really, with uh, with just the shed industry. In 10 months, yeah. what, what surprised you the most about the shed industry?
1: Everything. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> everything. All right. I, I'm comp- oh, 100% transparency. When Phil and I sat down at Dempsey's Burger Pub in Wichita, Kansas, I thought he was crazy. <laughs> um, I went home that night, and I told my wife, I said, Phil wants me to help with marketing on sheds. And I was like, "This is this is not going to work. Um, and as we started meeting more people, I started seeing the need, um, cause that first client wasn't the only one that was, was hurt by an agency. Um, you know, I, when I worked in an agency, you know, we'd have these small business owners and they're, re- they're really busy, especially when you, when you own a small business and you're doing everything, you don't have time to check in on whether all the Google a- yep. ads that you're paying for are being ran. Yep. Um, and that, that always bothered me. And so when we started meeting more people who they had a website built by this uh, agency and the form didn't work or they got this website built for them and it has zero SEO so and it's not linked to, to Google Search Console so they're not even appearing on Google whatsoever and they paid astronomical amounts of money for this and they're getting nothing in return for it. It just, it, it started a real belief in my heart that we could help people oh. and, and you know, have a successful business. Um But I think the other thing too is, you know, being from Wichita, Kansas, we're the air capital of the world. Um, And so it's, you know, 100 years of aviation history built on the backs of people who work hard and figure things out. And so that's something I'm really familiar with. My favorite story about Wichita, Kansas is sometime in the 70s or 80s during an economic downturn at uh, Beechcraft, they stopped making planes and started making um, pizza pans. Because, really? because they, they didn't want to lay the, the workforce off. And Pizza Hut was headquartered in Wichita at the time. And so that, they just kind of partnered right. up. And, I
0: remember Pizza Hut, yeah.
1: And so that was something like, like they, you come together, you figure out for the better. And that's something that I think the world has kind of forgot about. Uh-huh. And I've rediscovered in the shed industry. Um, uh-huh. when we, when, at the shed show back in September, you meet these brilliant people. Yeah, who have solutions on solutions for every problem, and they they figure it out. I don't know how they figure it out, um, and that's just I love the people and I love the the hardworking aspect and the 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 you know the the spirit of invention that everybody has. Yeah, um, and that's that's I think been. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, And that was, that was probably my favorite thing that I've d- discovered in the industry.
0: Have you ever wondered what the cost is to build the sheds you're quoting or selling? Are you tired of pricing your sheds off the competition's prices? Does it sound like a lot of work to gather all that information? If you answered yes to any of these questions, it's time to do a demo with MyShed Solutions. At MyShed Solutions, simply navigate these tasks from the admin panel. My Shed Materials allows you to know the cost of your shed down to the nail. Simply input the information into the Enterprise Resource System and My Shed Materials will calculate your materials with a first-in, first-out pattern to allow for accurate calculations. With an automated procurement feature that makes sure you have the materials you need when you need them, My Shed Materials will even email your supplier when your inventory gets below the reserve you establish. Do you have multiple manufacturing locations? No problem. My Shed Materials will allow you to keep track of material usage across multiple facilities, helping eliminate discrepancies, track material usage, and pricing over time. If you're a small business and want the functionality of a premium program, with the tools to grow at an affordable price visit myshed.io today and request a demo no i, I think that's great um I, i've just been visiting a lot of shops recently you know and, and a lot of the shops have just the engineering mindset that they have mm-hmm. uh and i, I I tell people all the time it's got to have something to do with, like, this German concept of, like, this German concept of, of engineering mm-hmm. uh, that they just always seem to do And then
1: the, the fact well. that, that some of these shops don't even have, like, fluorescent lighting and it's, it's, all, it's all kerosene lamps and that kind of thing. That, that's just – it's so amazing to me. You know, yeah. I, I come from a world of Apple computers and smartphones <laughs> and that kind of thing, and, and these people do so much more with less.
0: I don't remember who I was talking to recently um, – I think it was, uh, it was Huxman, uh, from shed hub. And, and I said, uh, you're a big brain and you're just really smart. You're a really smart, dude. And he said, well, you're really smart just in your own way. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, and I appreciated the compliment, but it, it made me think, you know, like how much I value communication and how like a podcast would be something that would mm-hmm. be my, my destiny somehow. Right. Because I value communication. I love talking. Uh, picking up on body language. I think that's why I kind of appreciated sales. I wasn't the best at sales, mm-hmm. but I appreciated sales. Uh, I, um, there's a book called The Challenger Sale, and it uh, says that's you know kind of the the status quo, if you will, for, for sales. And, and a lot of times it's somebody who does challenge you farther and pushes you more, and I'm a relationship builder. So mm-hmm. out of four styles, I wasn't the, the number one tier. I was the second tier, but it's one that I can't change because it's my personality. Build a relationship. And then create a sale mm-hmm. off the relationship so the question is like can you do that uh, is that something that you do whenever you're teaching marketing um, you know necessities to the companies that you work with do you have time to build a relationship and build that trust with someone uh, whenever they come in and they're buying a shed
1: do you mean like us with clients or clients well,
0: with I'm curious do you do you focus on that whenever you talk about marketing with your Because like you said, branding is even Mm -hmm. how your customers, you know, how you treat your customers and your salespeople, create your trust, Mm -hmm. create trust with your customers. I I found that whenever I was selling, a lot of times it's like, man, this is difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, No one wants to give you the time because I'm passionate. They say sales is a transfer of enthusiasm. So I'm passionate about what I've got. And I want to tell you about the building. I want to tell you about all the product and mm-hmm. I want to tell you about why this is a good value and you're looking for something today and, and this meets your need. Mm-hmm. Can I transfer that enthusiasm over to them? I found that in a small amount of time, the customer who's very impulsive, it's really hard to get them to slow down enough yeah. to build that relationship. What what advice would you, I guess, offer in that case?
1: Yeah. That, and that's a tough one, especially those, those impulse buyers. Um, I I think just communicating, the I don't know, what word do i want to use here the communicating the 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 value and the 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 workmanship that, that goes into it and the but also like what need is it gonna serve them uh-huh. um or what 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 need is it gonna what what problem is it gonna solve for them yeah um Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I'm definitely not a salesperson. Um, That's (laughs) and that's
0: something else to point out too. You're in marketing, and those two things go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. and really they run parallel, but they never touch, about like a track, right? Yeah, marketing is marketing, and sales is sales. Yeah,
1: that's the you know I I worked I worked in the car business, but I never sold a car. Um, I, I understand the process and how it works, but. I mean, salespeople, they're they're a different breed, um, something that I, I mean, I, 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 when I worked, when I was in high school, I worked at a movie theater and one of my job was what jobs was to train employees and customer service was a big thing. And so I think, you know, I have a little bit of skills on, on that sort of like that part of selling and, and how to, how to cultivate a customer relationship just with, you know, making them feel important, um, but sales is something that's, it's very difficult. And, you know, in, in, my role now, you know, I do have to sell our services and that, that's super hard. Yeah. That's something I've had to kind of step into. Um, you know, I, sales calls still scare me, but it's, yeah. like I said, it's something we got to do, um, you know, to keep the lights on, but I've, I've always, I've always kind of, you know, been along the model of, you know, you, you it's a, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah. Um, and so, even when I'm on sales calls, I probably shouldn't do this, but I always give out, like, a little bit of information. Um, and, you know, I've, I think I was on one last Friday, and I threw out this, like, little bit of information about, like, if you don't use us, you know, and you go use whoever, just make sure they're, you know, using this kind of thing. Sure. I think in that, we were talking about Google campaigns, and it was make make sure you use a landing page. Don't yeah. just send them straight to your homepage, but use a landing page, that kind yeah. of thing. Um just because, you know, even if you don't use us, I want you to walk away with a little bit of piece of information.
0: Yeah, I would do that in sales a lot of times is, um, you know, if somebody come up and what the customer doesn't always have the information that mm-hmm. they need. Uh, they just latch on to the, the information that is the path of least resistance. Yeah. So if they see a shed and then they come by from or, or at least come get a quote from you you know uh, this guy down the street has this for you know four thousand mm-hmm. and your five thousand it's like well there's a few things to consider this one's four foot longer mm-hmm. it's you know what i'm saying it's yeah. you know which one's wood which one's metal yeah. or is this shingled insulated, or, windows yeah, insulated non- window yeah insulated window yeah this three quarter inch versus five eighths and yeah. 16 on center and you're, you're trying to explain all that and sometimes that just doesn't matter to yeah, the, like to the, the customer, especially if
1: it's if it, like you said, an impulse buy where they they yeah. just want something. Um, you're
0: overselling, overselling, overselling.
1: One hundred percent. I think that's that's something that um, you know we we do have sales guys on our staff um, who who are professionals at that, and they they navigate it like champions, um, and they are better than me one hundred percent on that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, that's that's a tough job. I I don't I don't envy
0: sales folks. What's some of the more interesting things you've seen? Uh, in your time marketing, just in general, yeah.
1: Oh gosh, I've I don't I don't know how much the audience knows what a QR code is, um, but when I, if you don't know they're like small little codes that you scan with your phone, you usually have to be pretty close to them. I had a, a client uh, when I was freelancing back in the day that asked me to put a QR code on a billboard. That's that's a little cause you, that's different. You can't really scan a QR code when it's four hundred feet away, right? Um, you know, I've seen. I've seen blunders that that you know ruin companies that you know it's it's tough to it's tough to see. Um, I, I we've we've done fun little giveaways that, that uh, um, yeah, yeah they just kind of run the gamut. When I was a uh, uh, the 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 nonprofit I was with before um, we did economic development. Uh, before I was there, it was probably one of the coolest campaigns I've ever seen. Um, they had, like, those old-school viewfinders that you, you look into them, and you click it, and the wheel spins, and it has a picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um yeah. So they, they had a viewfinder that was like that, and it had, like, little different tidbits about Wichita, and they, they sent them out to these different companies, and, and it was one of the most successful
0: campaigns I've,
1: I've seen, and I've just super out of the box thinking things like that.
0: Hello, everyone. This is the Shed Geek to answer some frequently asked questions about backyard finance, the latest in financial innovation to reach the shed industry. First, how do you sign up? Simply visit backyardfinance.com and click get started now and create an account. What rates are available? APR is determined by a multitude of factors. Credit score, debt to income, and requested financing amount are a few examples. Customers can see rates as low as 3.99% and as high as 29.99%. What terms are available? The duration of the loan is determined by the lender and depends on the financing requested. Customers can see terms as short as 2 years or as long as 15 years. When is funding received? Funds direct to customers can be wired or ACH to the customer within 12 to 48 hours. Once submitting the application to receive direct-to-merchant lending, Approved customer applications will also be paid within 12 to 48 hours. What's the cost to use the platform? Each admin account pays a $99 fee per month. However, each admin account can have up to a thousand users on the account. Using the platform is free to your customers. How long will the application take? Completing the application takes just a few minutes, and application approvals take just 15 to 45 seconds. To know more, Call 833-692-2286 or email info at backyardfinance.com. Backyard Finance. Funding. Backyard Dreams. No, I think that's great. Um, I enjoyed whenever we were out there, we visited like the, uh, the uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like the Country Western like Museum or something or yeah. another. It was kind of like... like Cowtown? Yeah, Cowtown. That was yeah. it. Yeah, we went out there. I really want to get like an episode out there. Yeah. Like the... <laughs> You know, like do like the John Wayne whistle. I'm or sure we can set it that. up. <laughs> <It'd be> cool. <laughs> we could. Me and you can get on one end of the town and, and have like a draw. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, the QR code. Uh, yeah, I've seen some of those on sheds already. Um, yeah,
1: and I, I think you know we've that was something that um, you know when I when I first got into marketing and um, and I was in, uh, in the higher education world, they were everywhere. But back then you had to have an app. Uh huh. Um, so they, you know, we'd put them on things, they would never get scanned and then they were dead and nobody used uh-huh. them anymore. And then I think that was something that the pandemic really brought back. Uh-huh. Um, it took me a few years to kind of warm up to it. And I've started, um, we use that with a lot of our clients just different ways. It's just a perfect way that you can track activity. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's simple, you know, people don't really want to remember what a URL is. They can just kind of scan it with their That's phone. Right. yeah and it, you know bring up yeah i've got
0: uh, already generated a couple qr codes for like the affiliate partners and stuff like mm-hmm. that just to kind of uh help brand yeah you know things like that um Gosh, uh the Super Bowl ad last year mm-hmm. the had one on the screen. Yeah, genius.
1: I was—I was at a football game in uh Boulder, Colorado this last weekend, and on each bleacher that they had between each seat, it had uh, a QR code, and it, it like yeah. brought up fan experience things and coupons that you get and all this stuff. Yeah, and I was like, goodness, what? What? A, I've never seen a comeback it's like turned, QR Yeah, code. it's
0: turned so much. uh Well, for for me, it's always just been the menus, mm-hmm. especially during the pandemic. And uh, I think I've told this story before, but. I went in to sit down at a, a Huddle House with my my dad to eat. And we'll go out, you know, once every week or every couple of weeks, and uh, um, but they didn't have a menu. And I was like, yeah. "Here, Dad, I got, I got you." And yeah. I, he doesn't have a smartphone, so I, I scan it, and he's like, "What's that?" And he's trying to figure it out, and he's like, "He thinks I'm a wizard now." Mm-hmm. He's like uh, telling all of his friends that I'm like the smartest guy ever yeah. because I can pull the the menu up. And it's just it's a learning curve, yeah. really, and I tease him about it, but it's we have good fun of, laughing about it
1: another another fun little like marketing story um i don't think this campaign ever got used um but when i was when i was working uh, at the nonprofit, we were trying we were working with the city of wichita to try to come up with a campaign to lure talent from denver to come to wichita and so we were trying to think of like a funny tagline and and like how the campaign would 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 go and we were thinking about just like just trashing mountains not like actually but just being like mountains are not fun like, why would you want to be around mountains? You can come to Wichita, Kansas, live in the Plains. Um, we were thinking about having, like, that tagline put on, like, a banner that gets towed behind a plane that fly over downtown Denver. Just, like, funny little different ways that we can, you know, just, just kind of break up the monotony of yeah. the world a little bit. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. You know, I, I, I love the comedy aspect of it. I always say God gives us a sense of humor, so there's nothing wrong with uh, laughing. And, and I like to do a lot of that and, and have fun and uh, be responsible all at the same time um no i I think it's really cool um what's some of like uh some of your cooler stories that you've run into so far
1: yeah so um i almost worked for the tiger king that's what i was um, waiting on this is what, like the, so was, this is kind of the story that's that's followed me. i haven't heard it yet so it's, it's, it's kind of followed me ever since it was happening uh, or ever since it happened i was at a wedding two years ago and my my boss at the time her her, her husband was like i gotta hear the tiger king story um so it was back in, 20, I think 2013, so before the Netflix special, before sure. anything of that, um, I was working at a community college, and um, it was during the summertime, and I was kind of informed that come August, I would have no role. Um, and this was back before indeed.com was a thing or okay, job search yeah. sites. And so I went to Craigslist. Mm-hmm. and there was a, a graphic designer job available in Southern Oklahoma at a zoo. And, um, you know, I, I kind of, I broke my dad's heart when I told him I wanted to go into marketing, and graphic design. He wanted me to go to aircraft cause that's, you know, guaranteed money. Um, and so I was, you know, adamant to, to prove to him that I can make a life doing this. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to find a job.
0: Hello, Tiger King. <laughs> yeah. And so,
1: so I, I responded to this ad. I sent my portfolio in, um, and I got a call to set up an interview and, um, once I, I, I got the interview set up, I started, I reread the ad and it, it said things like it's a, you know, it's a private zoo. They have tigers and I was like, well, that's really cool. Um, but then it started getting a little weird where it said <laughs> you had to live at the zoo. They had housing for you. Yeah. Um, they, they provide you with food. They, all this stuff, it kind of that's when it kind of started to sound like a cult. Um, uh, especially when the pay was only like, you know, nine, 10 bucks an hour for yeah. a, a professional job. Um. I was adamant I was going to prove my dad wrong that I could survive (laughs) and and make a living um so I prepared for the interview and I you know the drive from from Wichita Kansas to Winniewood, Oklahoma is I think like four four and a half hours and so I I start driving down 135 um or I-35 down down south and I get to about parallel with Stillwater and uh, I get a phone call from my sister-in-law, who's from Oklahoma, and she goes, hey, your mom told me you're going to do an interview down in southern Oklahoma. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm stoked for it. I'm, I'm going to prove my dad wrong, and I'm going I'm to, you know, work in this industry. And she goes, why don't you Google it? <laughs> and I was like, I never thought about doing that. I'm about to go interview at a place where I'm going to live there, I'm going to eat there, and I'm going to make no money. And so I Google it, and I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of run down, but, you know, whatever. And she goes, no, 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 Google Joe Exotic. And I was like, okay. And then I turned around and I came right back home. Um, Man,
0: you would have been famous. I would have been on the show. It was
1: around the same time. If, if you watched the, the Netflix uh, series that his uh, political campaign advisor, he was hired to do marketing. And so I think I would have been the political campaign advisor um, in that show.
0: You'd have been famous. I'd have voted for him just because of <laughs> you, Nick. Uh, I think it's great. That's a cool story, man. Not everybody can say they yeah. almost worked for the Tiger King, which yeah. it's kind of like uh, its own uh, defeating story in some yeah. ways. It's yeah. like, and, I don't know. And luckily, I don't want to either. <laughs> luckily, I've
1: proved my dad wrong <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> without having to work for the Tiger King.
0: No, I, I think it's cool, man. Um, I'm excited for – for where you're headed in the industry shed genius where where the name come from like what
1: yeah so that was um that was something you know uh you know we kind of kicked around for a lot um you know so it's the kind of our, our leadership team is is myself and then Nate Lindsay he kind of heads up our sales department um and we kind of kick things back and forth um he wanted your digital online shed dealer and I was like, I don't think that really rolls off the tongue as much. So, um, you know, we we had a few different ideas, and we kind of went back and forth um, because I wasn't familiar with the shed industry. I'd come up with the name, and yep. and you know, um, we'd kind of shop it out to Phil to see what he thought, and he'd be like, Well, actually, it kind of sounds like this company that already exists. That you know, like I think like one of them I wanted was like the Idea Shed, and I was like, That kind of sounds a lot like Idea Room. So, yeah. so we 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 didn't go with that, but um, yeah, I think I wanted, I didn't want something that kind of just like pigeonholed us into only doing marketing. Like I said, I, yeah. I kind of want to be a solution for whatever your shed business needs. Um, marketing and sales is kind of just like our main focus at the point. Uh, but like I said, if if you needed s- just kind of anything, like I like I said, if, if you want an interior designer for a she shed, I want an opportunity to be able to help with that. If you only want a, a brochure designed, I'd love to help with that. Um, if you want digital sales, you know, we'll, we'll help you with that as well. I kind of just want to, you know, be, be the solution provider for the industry.
0: That's awesome. Just like all-encompassing. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is that you're dealing with. Yeah,
1: that was something that I think that I've, you know, in the one thing about my career that I have struggled with like internally is, you know, my dad built airplanes. My yeah. grandfather serviced airplanes. And because of their, their skill set, they are jacks of all traits, yeah they can do yeah. anything um, and I'm sure everybody thinks that about their dad, but I always go to him when I have any question because I know he has the answer yeah and I've kind of you know come to grips with that in my career by saying like why well, I, I know that I can do that just not necessarily with like building things um, but when it comes to to you know if you need photography, videography, design, marketing um, or even if you need. Uh, to someone to bounce ideas off of. Like, I think that's something that we can be there and help and, and kind of serve that purpose.
0: Hello, this is Matthew Black from Lebanon, Tennessee. Wait, you're not Matt Black. But honestly, if I was, how cool would that be? That dude's awesome. He's got that big old beard and all those cool cars. And he's got a pretty cool shed business, too. Those guys are doing an awesome job, I tell you. Yeah, he's looking to expand in northwest Tennessee and west Kentucky and surrounding areas. So if you're a shed builder or a professional shed seller around Nashville or the surrounding area and you're looking to grow with an established manufacturer, contact Matthew Black by emailing Matthew Black at com. Say what? There's a book I was listening to, an audio book, and I knew the name of it, but I didn't know the Mm-hmm. the author um it was uh simon sinek had uh yeah simon had well he had suggested okay. this book and it's called the power of giving away power mm-hmm. uh matthew barzon b-a-r-z-u-n the power of giving away power i was listening to this on the way down i'm really impressed mm-hmm. already with like some of the comments that they're they were making in there you know trying to jot them down or do like a, a memo uh, uh yeah Mental notes are dangerous, I'm yeah. telling you. They, they just go in one one side not out the other. But yeah. um really impressed with, like, the idea of, like, uh, well, Zig Ziglar said, you know, you can have anything you want as long as you can help others get what they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's kind of the mentality of giving away power. It's kind of the mentality of what you're talking about. You're going to be a solution for whatever your marketing issue is. Um, and I think it's whenever you don't pigeonhole yourself in, mm-hmm. whenever you can offer a solution, no matter what it is. I love creativity, so mm-hmm. I love whenever, whenever people are like, hey, if there's not a solution, I'll go create one. Exactly. I'll go find one. I'll yeah. make something happen. Um, you focus – a lot of what you do right now is definitely focus on Google Ads, Facebook Ads. Uh, you build websites.
1: We do. So we're, we are a little bit different. Um, I, I, we, I'm we, i not a developer yeah. by, by trade. Um, I used to uh, dabble into it, but it's never been something I really focused on. Um and so, a big thing I think in, in like the marketing industry is to offer uh, like WordPress or Drupal type websites. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we went a little bit different route. Um, so we use we use Squarespace as a, Squarespace as a platform to build our customers' websites. Um, it's there's never any downtime. Um, if for any reason our customer never wants to work with us ever again, which I hope never happens, um, we hand it over, and they can actually, I mean, it's super, it's, it's like a drag and drop, like you build an email. Um, they That's something that they should feel comfortable that they can do themselves. They won't have to pay um, developers outside of that thing or outside of, of the agency that they hired to build it. Um, so that's kind of something that we've really worked on. Um, and the way that that tool is, I think it has a lot of negative connotations to it from what it used to be. Uh-huh. It used to be very templated; um, uh-huh. you, you really couldn't do any of your own SEO. Um, and they've really grown over the years. Um, and that's that's kind of a tool I utilize when I work in the nonprofit world because uh-huh. um, similar to, to small businesses, nonprofits you don't you're kind of a one person doing a lot of different things. Uh-huh. And that was something we didn't have the budget or the manpower and time to build out you know fully customizable websites. Um, and so I got really good with using Squarespace. Um, and so what we can do with that tool is actually really powerful. Um, you know, we're working on a client now, working on a website now for a client in West Virginia, and it looks nothing like any other Squarespace site you'd ever seen. I mean, it looks fully customizable. It has all the functionality you would ever need. Um, and then, you know, we're going to bump up the rankings through Google as well using SEO. Um, So I, I, it's 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 just it's not a wrong way. It's not a or it's not it's not a right way, and the others are wrong ways. Um, it's just a different way.
0: What's the value of that uh, of creating SEO? What does what does SEO mean to you? Let me start there.
1: Yeah. So so SEO. I mean SEO. That's kind of like a big monster in the room. That yeah. (laughs) I think I think that's. I I chuckle when I when I hear a lot of folks talk about SEO because. I think with with how Google and other search engines treat it, it's never something you can nail down. Yeah. Um it's an always evolving, constantly changing, you're and you have to change with it uh-huh. and you have to make updates. But I mean that's kinda like the lifeblood of of a business that, that lives online. Um and so, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that go into it. You know, it's, it's content on your site. It's it's the, the meta tags you use. It's, like, the, the descriptions. It's the keywords you pick. It's And now Google's kind of even put it on, like, the businesses, business profiles. Um, you know, they want to show that you're – to see that you are, you know, using their services and you're updating your Google My Business, that you're getting reviews. And then on top of that, they still want your website to still have all the keywords. They want you to constantly make fresh updates to that content as well. Um and so that's something that, you know, we've, we've, we do for a lot of our clients. And, you know, Squarespace is kind of just another tool that makes it a little bit easier. Because um, as, as a, here's another story. So we, we have a client who, before they had a, a WordPress website, um, and uh, we were kind of making some updates to it because uh, they didn't have the budget to rebuild it on the Squarespace, Squarespace platform. So we were kind of doing some, some tweaks, and all of a sudden the whole site broke. And so we had to kind of contact the, the gentleman who built it to help us kind of fix it and get it back to where it was okay. and then fix the issue. But just like logging in and, and changing a phone number made the whole site kind of go down. And that's yep. something that I think could be really terrifying to a small business. And that's something you're never going to get yep. with kind of a Squarespace.
0: No, I like it. Um, so yeah, SEO just to, to me, it. whenever I, I first started trying to understand what, what is this? What does it really mean? Yeah. Um it seems like it's ever-changing, and there's a lot of people who say, hey, I've got the answer, I've got it figured out, but uh, I'm like you. I mean, uh, does anybody really have a phone number to Google to just call them yeah. up and say, hey, what's going on here, yeah. and, and how do I change that? Um, so,
1: so we've, over just in my career, you know, I've, I've dealt with quite a few um, things with Google, and I've actually have a direct line to a a friend that works there. I finally found one. And uh, (laughs) there's no answer to me. Like I I got, I got nothing that you don't have. Yeah. Um, it's because it is something that's always changing. Yeah. And unless I think you work in that specific department, you really, you don't know
0: either. Even some of the, like the conversations, um, the documentaries I watched, like one that comes to mind big time was like social dilemma and Mm -hmm. like, you know, the, the Cambridge analytic, uh, Uh, whatever you got it. Scandal. um, you know, the, uh, what a lot of people talked about was with with ranking, um, it's going to be different from one area of the country to the next. Yeah, and like diff- if, different user to the next. Right. So if you Google, you know, something in, oh, I don't know, Alabama, it's going to be mm-hmm. different than maybe what you get in Chicago or New York or something.
1: 100%. And then what Google, because back in the day, you know, you could just put like like for a shed, shed uh, lot, you could put sheds for sale in Wichita, Kansas. Yep. You could put that on every single page three four times, and now Google knows your keyword stuffing. Yeah, and so there's like a fine line that you have to yeah. you have to go. And so how we've we've kind of always taken like the best rate or the best the best attempt or the best route to go is to be yourself. Yeah, because you're like again people trust people not businesses. Yeah, and so um, more likely than not, as long as you are representing the business and you are doing your best to be like a person. Um, You know, it's going to benefit you in different ways. And so, if your content is written like how a person would speak, it's going to, you know, benefit you in a search because that's what people are going to search for.
0: How relevant is Facebook still in the process of selling? I think
1: it's super relevant. Yeah. Um, We don't have any clients that have have really pushed into. Twitter or Instagram yet, yeah. um, and as since we are, are very young, we haven't pushed any of our clients there because that's a lot of education that we kind of have to do. Yeah. And I think all of those really serve a purpose. Um, like I think Instagram would be a really good way to kind of show a lifestyle of like what buying a shed could change, how it could change your life. Um, TikTok I think is another way that you could do it. Facebook is is. I think still like the most powerful tool that you can utilize in the shed business. Um, because as, as much as like, even me as a 29, almost 30 year old, um, I might want to say, Oh, I don't want to get on Facebook because my parents are on there. I'm still on there. Yeah. Um, my nieces and nephews who are in their teens and twenties are also on Facebook, even though their grandparents are there. Yeah. You're just, you're just there. Yeah. Um, whereas not everybody's on Twitter not everybody's on Instagram or TikTok. And, Facebook has, has done a really big push in the last, you know, few years to really kind of welcome itself to businesses. Yeah. Um, you know, we're seeing with like Twitter now with um, w- since Elon's taken over that, you know, a lot of businesses are kind of pulling back from from like Twitter because, you know, your content might appear to something that you don't want your business content to be near. Uh-huh. Um, and, that you know, personal beliefs aside, you know, a business you really want to to protect your brand and you know, Facebook really does a good job of that, and they also give you a really good platform to get in front of people. Yeah. Um, and you, since Instagram is a part of that, it's it's uh, it, it translates over to there. But I think that when people go onto Instagram, it's for a different thing. I always use Instagram as like an escape. Um, you know, I follow a lot of different travelers. Um, and so like I, I when I when I go on Instagram, it's an escape from my life. Yeah. Um, whereas like Facebook, it can be like a tool of like what's going to make my life better like what 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 are things that are happening in my life and so if i see an ad for like a shed company well if i need a shed or my garage is so stuffed full of things that i need a place to put stuff you know i feel like that's where facebook is my solution
0: so for me um gosh i use all of those except for tiktok which Mm -hmm. i'm considering starting to do and and maybe put some uh, just some short videos out especially on my travels Mm -hmm. things like that moments like this where i can just throw a yeah. 10 second clip out um youtube uh, i mean i've created a shed geek podcast youtube channel now uh, matter of fact you can watch this interview on yeah. it if you guys will go look up shed geek podcast and subscribe um but that's harder to build yeah and, and i noticed some people are starting to do you know try to build some youtube channels uh maybe even for their shed business it's the second largest search engine
1: yeah 100 percent. i think it's it's also like the it's the the scariest one to get started uh-huh. with, um, uh-huh. you know. So like, I'm I'm one of my favorite YouTubers is MKBHD, Marques Brownlee. He he does like tech reviews and stuff like that, and he uses these like fifteen twenty thousand dollar red cameras. Uh-huh. And if you watch his channel, you're thinking, oh, I'm gonna need to spend a hundred thousand right. dollars to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> When in reality, like you can just start with your phone. Yeah. Um. You can go pick up a Bluetooth microphone. um Red or not red. Road makes ones that are you know a couple hundred bucks that, you know, just connect right to your phone. You mean iPhones and even Android phones nowadays. You know, you get 4K video, you get great audio, and you just kind of you go. And if you are yourself and you you stick to it long enough, you will grow. Yeah. Um. And then if you use all your other platforms and kind of work cohesively together to build that brand and build that trust with your audience and your customer base, I mean, there's nowhere to go but up.
0: Do you think that uh, when you came in as an outside uh, source coming with marketing into the industry, uh, how did you feel the industry was doing in marketing?
1: I was surprised. Um, So like when when I first started with, the car business. Cause that was kind of a similar thing. Uh-huh. I think most people associate, um, like companies, like, especially like carb, uh, lots with like awful advertising, terrible commercials, stuff like that. Um, and that's what I expected. Yeah. I expected like that kind of the same thing, like, like hard pressure sales, cheesy tactics, things like that. Um, and I've noticed there's a lot of people that have spent a lot of time putting money and time into to building that really good brand. Yeah. Um, I, a couple, couple weeks ago, I went to go visit Travis Beachy down in uh, Waco, yeah. Texas.
0: And that mm-hmm. guy. Travis. That, oh, man. See, I need like a. Yeah. I, I got to get <laughs> Travis Beachy. What else do I have on here? There we go. All right. <laughs> and the,
1: like the, the brand that he's built with Farming Yard. like it, yeah. I mean, he's down in Waco with, with the, the folks from Fixer Upper and, yeah. and, and Magnolia. And so he's kind of built his brand to not. I wouldn't say like reflect it, but to kind of capitalize on it. Yeah. Um, and so when people go to Waco, you know they're really interested in that, and then they see something that's familiar and they can kind of they can attach to it, and they can yeah. they can connect with it. Um, and I think that's just absolutely brilliant. It's it's great great position that he's done. Um, he's done a lot of work, and you know hi, highly respect that guy. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've seen a lot of that. Like I I expected. I mean, like I said, logos is like my ultimate passion. And when I went to the Shed Show, I was expecting just to see awful logos. And I can't imagine like how many of the times that I was like, that's a beautiful logo. Like somebody (laughs) spent a lot of time on that and they worked really hard and it's, it's, you know, really unique and just blown away. Um, but even the, like kind of going back to like people trust people, like when you're meeting these business owners, that's their brand and they don't, they don't even realize they're doing branding, but like their business directly reflects who they are and they're just amazing people. So you have an amazing brand. Um, and I think that's been like my biggest surprise marketing wise.
0: Man, all of that's cool. I think you're going to have like all the business you want because there's just plenty out there, uh, for the taking. And, and we've been talking about it on the podcast for, for some time, just making it a bigger, uh, market, you know, really. Cause I think we're as strong as our weakest link. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's really about trying to get those, below the equator, up to the equator, you know?
1: And I think, like, how the – what's what's I guess another surprise is, like, how welcoming it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I I come from, you know, Wichita, Kansas, where we have, I think it's like seven different craft breweries. And all of them, you know, they share ingredients, they share ideas, they collaborate, they work together. Yeah. And I thought that was, like, a, a crazy thing that didn't exist out in the world. And then when uh, we started being talked about in the Shed Sales Group – yeah i'm um, like jim Moser. hopped in and he kind of you know welcomed himself and i fully expected like this crazy competition like you know like right, you right, gotta stay right. out of here dog because eat dog this and, is where we are right um and then you know went to the shed show introduced myself to a few other folks and i mean was super welcoming yeah. and there, it wasn't like you need to get out of here because you know we were here first yeah um and i mean that that's been like a huge surprise you know when i worked in an agency we hated the agency that was across town and we didn't even share clients, past, and didn't, present, didn't even know anything. why. Right? Exactly. It's just like, I don't yeah. know, I got adopted yeah. into this and we're supposed to not yeah. like and I was like, them. I don't like you at all. And
0: I, <laughs> it's really yeah. silly. No, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of fun. I mean, obviously, um, it's it's kind of like a walk in a tightrope at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've experienced it myself. Uh, I mean, it's very difficult to um, sort of work in an industry and then do a podcast. Um, I have, one thing I've made sure, Uh, to not do is, is blacklist anyone Mm -hmm. whatsoever from being on the show. And occasionally I kind of feel like I still have to remind the audience from time to time, because I think a lot of people will like binge listen. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll listen to 10 episodes and then boom, but they hadn't listened for a while, Mm -hmm. you know, and then some will listen every Wednesday or, and really get some cool text messages at times. Hey, like that show. And it's, I mean, all those things are encouraging to me. Right. But I I guess the point I'm trying to make is like the industry can be very, um, and not just this industry. It, it could just be very protective. Mm. You know, you want to be, you want to protect your own brand and your own vision. Um, and you can't give too much away. Um, I've said it time and time again, like, you know, I'm, I'm maintaining ownership, uh, even against offers, uh, to purchase the podcast. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to blacklist anybody, uh, advertising, anyone's welcome. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't still have like my affiliate partnership. You know what I mean? Where I will promote a product or specifically offer sales for a, uh, a particular yeah. product and that's very difficult because if it touches on any uh, like competitive nature with with someone else um it's kind of like saying you know I'm not saying I want to win everything I'm mm-hmm. saying I want to win on what I'm doing but it's I don't want to burn your 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 candle out definitely you know if if they're both burning and I burn yours out we we both have less light mm-hmm. so you know and vice versa you know what I mean uh so I want to see people win I want to see even my competition you know when mm-hmm. because i think there's just i don't know i guess for me um we was talking about ministry before we got on the air here and you know i want to see people succeed i want to see community succeed and and i want to see even the shed community succeed so sometimes it's it's a very like hard like line to, to walk yeah but most people have been very um uh, very welcoming
1: yeah i i guess i said when, when i'm when i went to the shed show, I was i was very surprised with just the conversations that we'd strike up i mean a lot of times not even about sheds or marketing and yeah it's the biggest nicest group of people i've ever been welcomed into
0: yeah no i think uh edwin said something about that uh, i went to the nbsra and he he had mentioned something about that especially in his profession as a lawyer he said you know it's been tough it's uh not tough but i mean like you know it's a very dog eat dog world and he, he was talking about just like his uh um appreciation that he had for an industry that would kind of come together yeah. and not just be all about uh that dog eat dog mentality yeah. from power to money to, to everything else uh it's tempting it's always tempting especially when there's money and and, and power involved mm-hmm. and influence but um gosh man i just think uh i think what you're doing is cool uh i love talking to people in the shed industry and somebody with the name shed genius that's right nice. up my alley Uh, What would you want to, final thoughts, what would you want to let the uh, final thoughts for the audience to know about Shed Genius and about Nick Bishop?
1: Yeah, so... um I, I mean, I'd love to, I, I've, I've met a, a large portion of folks when we're at the Shed Show. I'd love to meet a lot more of you. Even if you don't want our services, I'd still love to, to introduce myself just to, to learn more about the industry. I, I'm, I like to think of myself as like a sponge. I want right. to learn as much yep. as I can. Yep. Um, when I quit going, to I thought even school was going to be the best thing ever. Never had to do homework, never had to learn more things. <laughs> and I found myself just wanting to constantly learn more since. Um, so, I mean, I'd love to just chat with like I said even if you don't need marketing you don't need any shed genius services um, I just want to know more yeah um, so yeah I mean I'll, I'll give you guys my personal number yeah, go for three one six three zero eight four eight two four just give me a call I'd love to chat if you do need our services that's fantastic as well love to help you out um, the the fact that you know we we care about our clients um, you know I, I coming from the world that I was in you know thank yous were very you know few and far between yeah and especially, like, working with, I mean, sometimes even the Amish and the Mennonite community, like, they are so thankful. Yeah. And that makes what we do even better at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have found, um, I definitely feel like I found a home, mm-hmm. you know, here whenever I landed here. And I've got other dreams. There's other things I yeah. want to do, of course, you know, and I love the idea of podcasting. Yeah. Uh, I, I talk anyway, like, <laughs> so to be able to make a living off of it, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah I,
1: I've, I've I've been a professional marketer for you know 10 plus years of this time and as i kind of talked about what i've done i've I've jumped around a little bit and i'm i'm happy to stay here for for a long while
0: yeah no i think it's great man uh your authenticity comes across i think uh just being in person this is what i love about in-person interviews yeah definitely uh comes across we got to meet at this cool office here in springfield yeah which i mean this place is awesome
1: yeah i was very surprised we were kind of just coming around and all of a sudden this this beautiful building just popped yeah. up out of nowhere.
0: Oh, cool. Well, I appreciate you guys yeah. uh, meeting me out here. I want to get to know you more, uh, certainly down the road. Yeah. Uh, you got a friend here, man, so give me a call anytime you want. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being on the show today. Thanks for having me. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast. This is Mo Lunsford of Union Grove Lumber. We would like to welcome you to the Union Grove Lumber Studios. Hey, we're this year's studio sponsor. And this is your host, Shannon Latham. Here at the Shed Geek Podcast, we give you education you can use and entertainment you need.